Welcome to SaaS Talks from Lead to Close, where I'll be sharing with you everything that I've learned to close leads. I went from quitting my first sales job because I was too scared to talk to strangers to becoming a VP of sales for multiple tech startups where I built a sales team from scratch and led them to an acquisition. I'll teach you how to schedule more demos on your calendars, close at least 50% of your demos, and build a pipeline large enough so you're always hitting quota. If you're looking to scale, then turn the volume up. So uh, three questions. Uh, so one thing is like, uh, how is your typical process of uh, closing? Like uh, the uh, frameworks, the methodology you use, what do you recommend? My approach to, uh, my framework and approach to closing mm-hmm. is, it's all about number one, discovery. And everyone is saying that, you probably see it on LinkedIn. Um, it's all about mm-hmm. discovery. And then I call, uh, what I do in terms of closing is I call it micro closes. So let's assume for a minute you have a lead on on the hook, meaning you did some prospecting or you have an inbound lead coming through some top funnel marketing efforts, webinar, whatever it is, Captera, G2 Crowd. And you are now doing a discovery call, then you plan on doing a demo. And then after the demo, you plan on closing them. So the discovery part's really important. I'm going to ask for a close, a micro close during the discovery portion of the call. And that could be sort of like an upfront contract, which is a Sandler method where it's Mm -hmm. like, hey, Harish, you know, if uh, by the end of the call, if you feel like it's not a fit, would you be comfortable telling me? And Mm -hmm. yes, you would, whatever it is. And then, hey, at the same time, if you feel like it is a fit, would you feel comfortable telling me that it's a fit and talk about next steps? And you'd say yes or no, whatever it is. That is a micro close, essentially. I'm asking you to, I'm closing you with Mm -hmm. that question. And then, so I'm doing that during the discovery. I'm also doing a micro close throughout the actual demo. So mm-hmm. during the discovery, you're going to, I'm going to find out problems that you have, pain, challenges, goals that you have, and I'm going to prioritize those pains and, or you're going to prioritize and share them with me. When I do the demo, I'm only showing you the features. I'm prioritizing the features that are solving those big pain points that you had mm-hmm. mentioned in the discovery. When I'm done showing you a particular feature, I'm going to ask you, Hey, Arish, you had mentioned earlier on that you have pain over here and it's impacting your business this way. Based on what I showed you, do you feel like this would be a fit for you? Mm-hmm. And yep. you're going to see it, say either yes or no, or I don't know, kind of maybe. Mm-hmm. That is a micro close. Me asking you that post feature fit question is me trying to close you on that feature. If, if you say yes, I just closed you for that mm-hmm. feature. Now I'm doing that throughout the call. So I'm constantly stacking up my closes by the time I get to the end of the call before I show the pricing I'm going to ask you before also before we go into pricing based on what you've seen today do you feel like FTTC is a fit for your business or whatever company you're selling you're going to tell me yes no whatever it is if you say yes then I've just closed you even more and then essentially I'm, I'm stacking that up and at the end of the call I'm going to ask you ready to sign up or I'll ask for the close in some other way so my framework my method for closing is micro closing throughout the call makes sense i think that that's uh, a very effective approach from what i see is like uh, because the sales is not the the last part always right like uh, it, it starts from the very first stage and yeah. like your approach of incrementally finding out and then like getting that commitment in 
that way the buyers as well they are like uh, uh, working with you towards it right 100% i have i have a bottle an empty mm. bottle every time and i can only fill it up to this let's call this 100% let's call this the close the deal is yeah. close right every mm. discovery i'm going to ask you i'm going to ask a micro close i'm going to fill up the bottle with a little bit more mm. water and throughout the call every time i do a micro close i'm filling it up filling it up filling it up filling it up then I have a full bottle of water, which is a full bottle of closes. That's the idea. That's my analogy, at least. Makes sense. Man, I, I really like the idea. Like that one? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. That's going in. So, uh, yeah. And and also your analogy of, uh, uh, you know, making your own uh, uh, framework or process because every sale, every industry, every, you know, deal is different. So one need to bring their own way to uh, see what works, what doesn't and then figure out, uh, you know, their, um, their flow. So yeah, that's uh, good to know uh, more. And uh, the second question is an ante uh, uh, of the first one, like, uh, how do you not uh, like uh, close or, you know, how, for example, you lost a deal and some things which you avoid altogether, like uh, during your uh, sales cycle. So I'm going to reframe the question back just so I understand. You're asking, how have I not closed the deal or or the question is, what can someone do that can prevent them from closing the deal? Yeah, uh, so yeah, I think the takeaway is that. Uh, so how the question as such, uh, uh, I mean, the answer would help, uh, uh, you know, uh, sales rep in uh, the takeaway of uh, helping them, uh, you know, uh, like uh, losing a deal. So yeah, pretty okay. much that's the bottom line. I mean, there's a lot, there's not, there's not one for sure. No doubt about it. Lack of discovery, shallow discovery um, mm -hmm. is a big one. If you don't know your prospect, you don't, if you don't know the pain, the problem that the prospect has, you, and you don't know how big that problem is, and you don't know who's being impacted by that problem, because it could be multiple mm -hmm. people in the organization, and you don't know when they actually want to solve that pain. Mm -hmm. You do a demo or you try to pitch or you do your whole sales charade, mm -hmm. you won't yeah. close them because there there's so much information that you're not addressing during mm -hmm. the call that prevents you from closing. And you do the demo, you send them a post-demo follow-up email, and you just sort of dump a bunch of case studies and dump a bunch of information that you had on the call. They ghost you and you have no idea why they're not answering and you have no information to even follow up with. So the deals that I've seen sales reps lose <clears throat> most of the time led because it happened because they didn't do a good enough job through the discovery to understand all this information so they can later use as part of the demo and the follow-up. Um, and then there are deals that you lose because it's a condition. I remember when I was a real estate agent, the, one of my trainers, mentors said to me, there are two, only two situations that happen um, in sales. Either it's an objection or it's a condition, an objection you can handle or you can get over whatever it is. A condition, you can't really do anything. If somebody uh, was getting divorced and that's why they were motivated to sell their property, now they went to a marriage counselor and they've rekindled the marriage and now they're no longer getting divorced. And mm -hmm. because of that, they're not selling the property. That's a condition, you, you are not going to get over that. And so there are certain conditions in sales that you cannot get over. So mm -hmm. a condition could be maybe they had an allocated budget for your software and um, 
I don't know, economy goes crazy. The VCs and investors get spooked. They say, do not spend anything on uh, any money on anything. And everyone's holding tight. And that's a condition. You can't go now try to convince the VCs. Um, so it's important for any, whether you're a founder led sales or a sales rep to understand if you're the situation in which you're in, where the deal may not close is a condition or an objection. Yeah, I like that dichotomy. Yes, to to really, you know, uh, uh, zoom in into the the overall objection handling, right? To categorize, is it really a condition which we can't really do, or an objection, you know, something which can be worked around? That's a yeah. real. Uh, uh, I'll I'll thing. I'll add to number two to this question mm-hmm. because I think it's I think it's very important. I've personally experienced this. Um, mm-hmm. When you don't have a large pipeline of leads. And I'll, I'll put a little parentheses there. <clears throat> if that large pipeline of leads, it has to be accurate, meaning those mm-hmm. leads are qualified leads that are really, really warm, ready to buy during a particular period of time. If you don't have that and you're working with a lead drought, then the way you're going to sound on your sales calls or emails and follow-ups and, and the conversations, you're going to sound a little bit desperate, which is going to make you sound very salesy. And then you're not going to think logically and strategically. You're going to think very selfishly because you're like, holy mm-hmm. crap, I don't have any leads. I need to make money. I need to make sure this closes. And mm-hmm. you're now thinking for yourself and not thinking about the prospect. And usually that causes a salesperson to be too much, harass, mm-hmm. uh, be too selfish, feature dump. They get yeah. desperate. So, so yeah, I think, I mean, honestly, yeah, I have gone through that too. So, uh, so, so during these times, so do you suggest like something more like uh, reminding ourselves of, uh, yes, this is the process, you know, not to sell uh, too short or, you know, uh, uh, to, to go uh, on board with uh, the regular, like, you know, uh, sales pitch just to keep calm and then uh, do the drill. Is, is it what it is? It is, but it's harder to think that way if you don't. If somebody doesn't have the pipeline that they need to feel confident, it's going to be harder to think in that way, right? Like, yeah. somebody wins the lottery, or I don't know, whatever it is, they they get a crazy good exit from a company. Now they're sitting on maybe five hundred thousand dollars or two million dollars, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to feel a lot more calm, and that opens up space in the brain to think a little bit more creatively, strategically. You're going to think long term. Mm. You're not going to rush anything. If you're in in a rush because you don't have the resources, you start cutting corners because you're scared. Time is of the essence. So you start cutting corners to save more time. And so if you don't have the pipeline, yeah, you can do this self-talk all you want. I mean, Mm. the the answer to everything is prospect more, lead generate more. And when I say prospect, it doesn't have to be cold calling and cold email, although it should. It should also be inbound prospecting. Podcast, mm-hmm. get on podcast, uh, uh, do a workshop, a free workshop, invite people. There's a lot of ways you can get leads. Most of my leads are coming in inbound, not outbound. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, really good uh, uh, gold nuggets there, Amar. So I think uh, the last question is, uh, if you remember, I know you have been in sales for some yeah. time. <laughs> if you remember, uh, you know, when was the first time uh, like uh, you closed, what really changed the game in the sense you are doing something, it wasn't working, suddenly a tactic or, you know, some 
uh, some enlightenment which really changed the game. Yeah, the first time I closed a sale, I don't even remember. Mm. Um, technically, we've been doing sales since we were little kids, right? Trying to get the oh, yeah, chocolate or the candy or the toy. Mm. Uh, man, um, uh, it would be hard for me to even like come up with an original, but I can tell you. Maybe best. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe when I I launched my business eight months ago, I've been profitable since. Um, mm -hmm. When I say profitable, I'm I'm pretty much making the same living that I was as a VP of sales. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the first time I closed like my, one of my big big clients, I actually got it from cold emailing them. Funny enough, mm -hmm. I call, so I had yeah. a little tell you a little story. I, I'm, I'm very, I would say I'm relatively frugal. I'm very calculated and I'm very uh, conservative with, with money. So I, I don't splurge like crazy. If I won the lottery tomorrow, I wouldn't lose it. I'd probably be very wealthy because of the way I handle money. But mm -hmm. so I was calculating my runway, which for anyone that doesn't understand, it means how much money you have left in the, in the, in the tank, in the, in the bank before mm -hmm. you essentially close up shop or have to find out get investors, whatever it is. So my runway was my, my, sa my savings for my business. And then I have my personal savings for my family. And I looked at it and I was like, wow, I have uh, about um, a month or two left of runway before I have to dip into my personal savings. I am mm -hmm. a very strong believer in don't dip into your savings um, mm -hmm. unless it's like, there is no other way, but there is always a way. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was like, I don't want to dip into my savings and I'm not, I don't want to work full-time for anybody. And if, if then, so I have two choices, dip into my savings or get a full-time job before I close up my business or put my business on the side. And so I decided I have one month to land three clients. <laughs> and I'm, when I'm talking about clients, I'm talking about consulting, coaching clients. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's not cheap. It's, it's uh, I would say it's a, it's relatively, uh, it's, it's, I would say it's like a mid-market enterprise amount of dollars for me to close. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was I said, okay, what's the lowest hanging fruit? What can mm -hmm. I speak to blindly? And if I say that I'm from this industry, then the prospect will be like, wow, I more is legit. And so mm -hmm. I picked industries that I've worked in in the past where I was a VP of sales that I was mm -hmm. very successful in, where the companies are well known in that space. And mm -hmm. I looked up the you know founders and CEOs of mm -hmm. uh, similar companies and I drafted out an outbound email. And I specifically mentioned in that outbound email that I was the former VP of sales of XYZ company. And I knew exactly what that CEO was thinking because I worked in that industry. So I can speak to my buyer persona really well. And so I sent those emails. Um, it only took two cold emails to land a prospect, my first main, my first big client on a discovery call, which became that went on to a second call, uh, two more calls, and we closed them in one month. Uh, when I say we, me. Um, and that first email was that first original email. The second email was just a bump to get their attention. Got them on a discovery call. We did three calls, closed them on that, that one month, and they became a client of mine. Um, so I'll never forget that because that was my big client. And that yeah. gave me the confidence to now set up my rates the way they're set up. Mm -hmm. Giving me more of the, I mean, everybody deals with imposter syndrome, but that gave me more confidence to feel that I know what I'm talking about and I know what I'm doing. And they, they were very successful with me. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, that was my first recollection of like a big deal that I closed. And 
And I went about it by, I really knew who the, my buyer persona was. Psychologically, I knew what they were thinking. I knew what they were dealing with internally in their business. And I knew the language that only someone internally can know the language. And so if, I guess my advice to anyone that's trying to close more deals and you're trying to prospect, the easiest way is prospect to an industry that you know really well in, and the buyers that you know really well. Nice. Uh, man, that is really impressive. I mean, two, two mails, uh, I mean, two emails then landed. I think it goes back to your uh, original uh, thoughts of like, to do a great discovery, right? You, in this case, you really discovered how you had to position, where you had to go, understand, and then their language. So, and you did all the discovery things, all the prep of work. Yeah. The next steps becomes much more easier. That way. Yep. And I ended up, that, so that was, an, so I was like, wow, I closed that client. And I closed two more clients. I ended up closing three big clients in one month, that one month that I needed. And that for me was a signal for me to continue with my business. And then I, I've continued and I haven't stopped and I don't plan on stopping. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you found this relevant or practical at all, then please share this episode. Until next time, I'm your host, Mor Asulim.